Welcome to the Grace Rancho Weekly Podcast, where our goal is to help you, our church members, better understand the what and why, what and why behind all we do here as a church at Grace Rancho. I'm Michael. I'm here with Pastor Eric. He's smiling at me. I think you did a better job introducing the podcast than last week. Highly critical. Well done. Thank you. I just, I added on a bit last week. Yeah. Got to well, keep things interesting. Variety is the spice of life. Sure. All right. Well, let's get into it then. Diving right in. Diving what, right in. What are we talking about? This past Sunday was August 30th and you mm-hmm. preached on Mark 3. Again. Second part, verses 13 to 20. Yeah, 13 to 19. 13 to 19. And um, technically, I didn't preach those verses yesterday. Yeah, it was part two of the overall overall thing. First week, you talked about Christ choosing his disciples. Mm -hmm. This week, you talked about what he chose them for. Is that correct? Yeah, kind of what his plans for them were. What was Jesus planning to do with his disciples? to prepare them for his departure. And from that saying, what are disciples of Jesus supposed to do? What is, what can their lives look like? Yeah, more looking at Jesus and saying, okay, what did he do to prepare these men? And then moving from there and saying, if Jesus is our example of what it looks like to make disciples, how should we aim to be in each other's lives to help others follow Jesus? So if Jesus is the perfect disciple maker and we all are aspiring disciple makers, how can we learn from Jesus's example? Perfect. You talked about three L words. First being love. Talk about that. Um, Well, yeah, Jesus is described as desiring these men and that's a word that's strong it has the idea that Jesus wants to be with them and it's more than just tolerates them, uh, but he, he has an affection for them. Certainly he's, he's the perfect son of God and is just overflowing with love. And so we know that this desire is not a cold, you know, uh, cold kind of desire. He actually loves them. And so he wants to be with them. So that's that like, And and so just observing Jesus and seeing how he loved these men, the application to us is we think, okay, well, we want to impact people's lives. And I think what we learned from Christ is that if we want to impact a life, we have to love genuinely. Um, We have to love people. So that was kind of where I was getting that. Just looking, Jesus desired these men, desired uh, to be with them. And I think if we want to do, if we want to be like Christ, we have to love people. Amen. Helpful. Second word, life. Mm-hmm. So we're to love people as Christ did. What does life encapsulate? Were you not listening to the sermon? Uh, we're recapping I- it. We're <laughs> recapping it. I also had a baby in my hands. <laughs> but we're, they, we're, we're summarizing for the people listening right now. Some people probably tuned out parts of the sermon. 
They did, or their baby was fussing, or if you turned out, if you're listening, or someone else's baby was fussing. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> if you're listening and you have tuned out to some of my sermon, raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> we, I see you. Yeah, I see the hand. I am not offended. In fact, that's okay. Uh, as we're we, we we're in this for the long haul, right? Yeah. We're in here to to listen uh, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and there will be Sundays that you're tired, distracted, whatever. Um, there's grace for that, but it's okay. I got to be okay with the fact that if I'm going to preach long sermons <laughs> and people are going to have moments of not fully 100% checked in. That's yeah. all right. That's but all right. this is a recap of what we've talked about this past week. Yeah. So love, life. Okay, so life, the second part is um, Jesus Part of his training of these guys was they, they would just be with him. Mm-hmm. So he's not got the, he doesn't have this book they're reading through, this uh, workbook. He doesn't have anything that's kind of an official, formal curriculum. Um, the strategy is come hang out with me, follow me around. And, and when I live my life, you're going to watch and then we're going to talk about it. So there's just life is open. And then and, and that stems from because I'm following Christ and seeking to do so closely, if you watch me, hopefully you too can pick up how to honor Christ in the day-to-day, Yeah, not just in big, heightened, special moments. Yeah, well, Christ is, you know, he can say to these guys, just follow me, like follow my example. It's perfect. We, if we're going to follow Jesus' example, are not saying, uh, ultimately, we're not telling people to follow us. We're telling them to follow Christ. Yes. That's why Paul can say, imitate me as exactly. I imitate Christ. And we can say the same thing to people. Insofar as we're following Jesus, uh, they, people should follow us. Yep. You, you use the really good illustration that we talked about earlier. Yeah. I forget her name. Erin Wheeler. E-R-I-N. Oh. Yep. Wheeler. Erin Wheeler. Not a, not a boy. Wrote, Aaron, wrote an Aaron. article and talked yeah. about how she just struggled because she thought she had to have things perfect in her house while she was inviting younger women over and discipling them. Yeah. And they told her later, it was in all those normal moments of laundry not done, of kids bursting out. The struggles. All the hard things that you stress about when people are around. It was in those moments that I learned from you how to follow Christ in the everyday, yeah. simple, mundane feeling things. Yeah, because... It wasn't just being in the Word of God. Right. It was seeing you act that out. Yeah, because she's struggling to honor God in those very real situations. And I think any other woman would go, man, that's what my life is like. I go through the same things. And so they're learning because no one's life is clean and tidy. Like when we're honest, we're sinners. We live in a fallen world. Uh, Our relationships are always in need of Christ and uh, growth. and, And so we're all trying to grow. I think sometimes the question people need to have answered is how do I really pursue Christ in the midst of like really hard situations, really mundane, you know, routines of life? How does Christ fit in there? And that's one of those things that you can't explain to someone as much as you need to show them with your life. So that article, um, Discipling When You Need to Be Discipled, I think is the title. I think so. So go look it up. Seriously. If you're married, I'd say read it with your spouse. Yeah. If you're not married, read it and just take it in and learn from it. It's just applicable to anyone. 
if you feel weak and unable to disciple because you're in need, that's a, it's a good resource. Yeah. Just open up your life to people who you're seeking to disciple. Yeah. It doesn't, can, doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Prior to that, follow Christ with all your yes, heart. Right? Absolutely. And then let people into that. Awesome. And last piece, labor. Love, life, with, and uh, labor. I, I, I thought this was good. Oh, yeah? I, I thought that um, the, the third L, like I had to, I was like, should I make it fit with a third L? And then labor was coming to me and I thought, eh, does that really capture what Jesus is doing? And you're, you're nodding in agreement. Yeah, so I you think th- it totally was okay. fits. It didn't feel forced. Okay. Because yeah, what I'm, I was trying to say was Jesus actually called these guys to do the ministry yeah. by saying, hey, I'm going to send you to preach. And so I thought, well, that's like labor, right? That's like if a you if you start with labor. two alliterations and you don't end with one, you've done something Dude, wrong. Throwing everyone it, off. It just feels wrong. Or does that make it more memorable? It just feels wrong. <laughs> so Love, yeah. life. What did he say? Preach. <laughs> <laughs> no, that couldn't be it. It's got to be labor. Yeah. So, on on one hand, we learn from that that a true discipler like Jesus is able to assign people he's trying to teach or at least call them to greater levels of faithfulness, even calling people to stretch themselves. So I would imagine if if you're an aspiring leader in our church, one of the things you'll be doing after you have loved someone, you've opened up your life to them, you're also able to evaluate their life and say, hey, I think you could be doing this. Like, hey, I think you need to try your hand at some biblical counseling with this couple. Or, hey, you, you, you need to have some opportunities to preach. I'm going to give you some opportunities, uh, upfront teaching. And so a good leader who, who's really de- developing the people sometimes kind of is like the mother eagle pushing the, the baby eagle out of the nest and letting them use their own wings. On the other hand, if you're a disciple learning and growing and being developed, you got to be willing to stretch yourself yeah, or, or be stretched. Uh, uh, take the assignments that are given to you. Be willing to be pushed. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one of the points I made was something I stole from someone else, but don't ever let fear. You don't, you don't do that often though, do you? I do it all the time. I, I, if you steal enough from enough people and you forget who you stole it from, you can just it's start claiming it like it's yours. So. You can start saying, as I always Don't say. let Eric write any books. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, yeah. Just kidding. Try to source it. You were saying what you stole from them. Oh, was, uh, yeah. Don't ever say no out of fear. It's That's a good, good. Pr- good principle. That's, yeah. Someone asks you to preach, you might have other reservations. <laughs> um, but, but don't say no just because you're afraid of standing in front of people. That's, no, that's really good advice. Very helpful. Well, that's last Sunday, and now we want to talk about a few things, one that's just started up and one that's just starting up tomorrow because uh, we're recording this on Monday. And by the time this will be public. It will be yesterday and tomorrow. Yesterday and tomorrow. Because Wednesday is when we publish. Either way, despite that. Anticipation uh, is building. What first, are we talking about? <laughs> first, first item is men's equipping group. Second item is women's Bible study. We just want to talk about what are these? Why are we doing them? What are our overall hopes for the people in them? Why we do them? Um, let's start with, do, do you want to look at them broadly or, or specifically? 
you're interviewing. I don't know. I want to. I want to hear why do we have men's equipping group? Why do we have men's equipping group? And what is its purpose? Okay, we'll start with Second Timothy two two. Part of a mandate from Paul to Timothy is to train up faithful men who will be able to train up others also. So Paul is training Timothy. Timothy is to find faithful men, and those faithful men are to reach others also. You have these four levels of leadership development happening, and men's equipping group is our current model for attempting to do that, where me and other leaders are investing in other men, and we're trying to teach them to invest in other men. And right now, the current season of our uh, study is biblical theology because you need a strong understanding of the scriptures to be able to lead well. Reading through the Bible and as we read through it over the next nine months or so, trying to understand the big picture storyline and what's going on in books and then in the whole scripture. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Cool. Awesome. And that happens once a month. Saturday morning, on a Saturday, no yeah. set Saturday of the month, but a schedule that we've developed. And that's particular in, in who's in it. It's, uh, it, we're asking for commitment. Yeah. So not, we don't, not, we, it's not just show up this time and don't show up next time. Yeah. If you're in men's equipping group, if you've, we, we've asked you to commit and there's a commitment to show up once a month, but there's also a commitment to do the reading. And like you said, we're reading through a big portion of the Bible in the next nine months. There's also, we're, it's a little bit unique this year, we're, we're doing um, ministry assignments. So yeah. we're, since we have like 30 plus men, uh, we've broken them up into four teams and each team will be doing ministry together. This is kind of going back to the sermon. I didn't really think about that until right now. But labor together. Smarter than you thought. I guess so. Um, these men are going to labor together a little bit in the ministry. So doing certain helpful tasks together, spending time together. Um, yeah, and hopefully it, it creates this camaraderie, fellowship with the men where it really facilitates mm -hmm. discipling relationships. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And uh, for men's equipment group, we say, hey, before you get involved in this particularly serious way where we're trying to train you, go ahead and become a member, commit to the church. Yeah, we want them to understand that commitment first because that's a more fundamental commitment than their commitment to men's equipping group. Is men's equipping group open for someone who might not yet have jumped into it? Yes, kind of. But there's the way to get in is uh, through equipping matters. So if you're a current member and you're not in men's equipping group, but you want to be, um, right now it is kind of closed to you. Unless you want to kind of dive in. And, and part of that purpose is we don't want people jumping in halfway through and in and out yeah. because you really won't benefit from it if you're not there for the whole thing. Yeah. We're saying commit for this kind of nine-month school year. It's like, you know, yeah, August yeah. to May. Yeah, yeah. And But the only, the only exception to that is if you're doing equipping matters, then part of the requirement for that discipleship track is to be in men's equipping group, unless you're a woman in what you're in, the women's Bible study. Exactly. And uh, we can talk more about equipping matters at another podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's awesome. Big picture hopes for that then are that men would just be trained up to lead other men and help facilitate leadership and service in the church. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be amazing? The kind of MO, I don't know if it's the MO, but it seems like the thing you hear a lot about is that 
men are not present in the church. They're kind of not the spiritual leaders in the home. They need to be in society. I, I talked about this at the beginning of our first men's equipping meeting where we're just, there's all kinds of alarms that are being sounded, even by the secular world, stating how dire the situation is for our boys and for our men. Um, they are they're restless. They feel purposeless. They feel empty. Uh, they're absorbed in video games and escape, you know, kind of escapist type hobbies. And so there's not a lot of, you know, men being developed to lead. That's the church has been saying that I think for a long time. I think even right now the secular world is catching up and saying this is a problem. Hmm. And so our our hope is that we have a active group of men. Our men are proactively pursuing the Lord, and they're pursuing their God given calling wherever they are. So their their husbands they're proactive in being a godly husband. Their fathers, they're proactive in seeking to become a godly father. Sure. They're a church member. They're proactive, not reactive. They're, they're moving in the direction to grow in their service to the church as a church member, building relationships, inviting people into their homes. For too long, it's kind of been observed that, that the women are kind of running the church in a lot of places. Not particularly here. No, 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 We're no. We're just no. saying in general, we've seen that. Yeah, that's not even me saying I've seen that. I've been very limited in the number of churches yep. I've attended. But um, it's been observed by others who you know are more the social analysts that the women have kind of run the church. And they've maybe they don't, they're not in the pulpit, but they're making all kinds of other decisions and they're really the engine. Um, that point was made by a guy who wrote a book. And I'm not saying I agree with this book, but he at least made the point. Uh, in his book called Why Men Hate Going to Church, Going to Church. And he said that men have really dropped the ball in, in their calling. And, and so women have stepped up and in some cases by necessity, they've had to provide a lot of leadership for churches sure. who are struggling. We want to see the opposite. I mean, could you imagine all the men in our church just chomping at the bit to lead? Not because... They are hungry for a position, but because they want to have true and godly influence on the lives of people around them. And so they're, they're in the word. They're leading their families. They're leading their children. They're the first one. They want to show up church, to church early to serve. They want to invite people into their homes to show hospitality. I mean, when the men are active like that in a church, it is powerful. It is. And I think we're starting to see that happen more and more. Really cool. Really encouraging. Yeah. Um, but women's Bible study. Yeah. and then, Kind so, of a, a little... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was just talking a lot about men in their role, but women have a role too. And so it's not like we are just saying, hey, men, do your job and, and we don't have we, anything We believe women. men are called to lead, mm -hmm. but we believe women need to be trained in the word of God and in discipling one another yes. just as much. Yes. So that's, what, that's kind of the heart of women's Bible study. And in... One of the things I've been thinking, I, my, my wife has kind of been leading this, Ashley, well done. I mean, I'm really proud of her, how she's been putting it all together. And we talk about it a lot and, and you just hear her heart. And um, what we've been saying is that we want this to be truly a women's Bible study. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, meetings of small in, groups. In every sense of each of those three words, yeah, right. women's, women's Bible study. Women's Bible 
study. <laughs> I remember hearing about a Bible study. You say, well, what, you, what book of the Bible are you studying? And they're reading some book that's And, and not this has happened with men and women across the board that right. we've encountered. It's but, like, we studied this packet of things and it was kind of all over the place. Yeah. And so, and, and there's place for that. Like, we don't want to be totally um, throwing that under the bus. But when we say women's Bible study, we're really meaning like the women are getting together to study the Bible. They are in the word. And so they're going to be like what you said about um, men's equipment group, big picture. What the women are doing is looking at the pieces like they're going to be studying Philippians in depth, uh, I think, for the next several months. Yeah. And we've put together this study where they're. We just have a whole bunch of questions that if they just answer these questions while reading and rereading the text, uh, and the questions are about the text, like mm-hmm. what do you see, what do you observe, those types of things, um, I think they're going to be ringing out of those passages so much good yeah. information, so much good doctrine. and Study the Word of God together. What does it say? What does it mean? And how does it apply to my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes... Uh, uh, men and women can get together in groups and it's Mm -hmm. talking about what this means to me. And that's not what this group is going to be. It's going to be, what does this mean? What does the Bible say? And then saying, okay, now that we've dug and there's going to be a lot of the work. Now now that we know the clear truth. Yeah. The clear, you know, authorial intent, what the author meant. Now, how do we live? And so I'm really excited. And I think, we got a bunch of women that want to do it. We have several who are willing to, to help lead. Mm-hmm. And I think even several more down the road that will be able to lead in the future, where even if we need more of these groups, we'll be able to do it. Casey's done a fantastic job helping provide leadership yep. as well. Women's Bible study, by the way. Yeah. Open to ladies at the church. Yeah, they do it a little bit differently. That's, they don't ask yep. for the same long-term commitment as yep. the men's group does. Open to ladies at the church. And it, there's one group that meets on the first Tuesday of the month. Mm-hmm. And then there's another group that meets on the first Thursday of the month. If you are interested in Tuesdays, talk to Ashley Durso. <coughs> Sorry, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley Durso. <laughs> if you're interested in Thursdays, talk to Casey Berthelsen. Yep. So... Um, yeah, th- those are two things that have seemed to started to produce fruit over the past year or so, mm-hmm. and we pray that the Lord would use them even more. Just two exciting things the Lord seems to be using at Grace Rancho. Yeah. There are more. Um, yeah, thanks Thanks for talking about those. Hey, uh, we had this written down on the list of things we're talking about. I was going to say. We did this last year, <clears throat> and uh, we got some questions. So what we're doing again? I is, thought you meant something else by this. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. What did you think? This you is just as, no. You go first, then I'll tell okay. you what I thought because I think both are valid. If you got questions, send them into the podcast. Send them to me or to Michael. Just you can email, email them to them. somebody at the church. Yeah, and we will see if it's a good enough question that we want to answer. Yeah, info at gracerancho.com <laughs> is the easiest place to email, or you can email myself or Eric directly. You can find that on the staff page. But um, we want to know what you want to hear. And so we want to help our church. I was also, I thought you were just saying, hey, everybody at church, if you've got a question and it's unanswered about what we're doing at church, just ask us. Oh yeah, that's true. And, as I, well. would, and I would say that too. I had people asking questions after church today about something particular. About after what, church today? Ah, yesterday. <laughs> Sunday. Uh, anyway, questions, questions are good. We're never yep. afraid of questions or feedback. Yep. 
we, we welcome them because we want to serve our church well and we want people to understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. Correct. And that's why part of the reason we have this podcast. That's right. Awesome. So before we finish, mm-hmm. book recommendation oh, this I'm going to bring it in here. It's, not, it's in my office. They just, they're not going to be able to see it now. I know. The book is Side by Side by Ed Welch. I was thinking if I recommended this last season. But I, don't, I don't remember it. I've never read this book. I don't own it. It's a really good practical book. If you are an ordinary guy or girl, a church member who wants to serve others and make an impact on other people's lives, and you're not quite sure what that looks like or where to start, but maybe last Sunday you realized, I need to be doing this just like Jesus did. Side by Side would be a very practical book that gets you moving in that direction. It will um, it just just very simple, uh, very practical, very biblical. You will be helped by it. I remember reading it and going, this is very simple, but it's also very convicting because mm. some of these simple things we overlook um, and we don't do, we're not doing. And so if we were to just actually start making some steps toward other people in very specific ways, we could really impact a lot of lives. Side by side helps kind of just show you what that might look like. Awesome. Side by side, get it and read it if you want to have some help seeing what discipling you might look like. You could even read it with someone else. Would be Side by side. With them, yeah. Good deal. Hey, well, thanks for listening in this week. We are looking forward to seeing you guys this Sunday and worshiping with you. We'll see you then. See you then. Yeah.